It's time to take care of yourself and enjoy life again. CBD American Shaman has a full line of hemp-derived products to help you experience the fullness of life. Whether it's a better night's sleep, relief from worries and tension, or just having fun, consultants at CBD American Shaman will guide you on your journey. Visit findcbdnow.com for a location near you. findcbdnow.com. CBD American Shaman. Life is better with the feather. Meet Bob. Hey, Bob. He's a four-time tire rotation champion. When he was a baby, his first words were automatic transmission fluid. Bob's so cool, he has engine coolant running through his veins. And then there's Kyle, also known as Premium Unleaded. Legend has it that Kyle can change your oil with his toes. And that he can tell your tire's air pressure just by how you're walking. He's Bob, he's Kyle, and every Saturday morning they morph together to form the greatest superhero known to man, Mr. Mechanic. Check engine lights don't stand a chance. This is the Mr. Mechanic Show on 1110 KFAB. Good Saturday morning to you. This is the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558-1110 is the numbers to get in. We are an interactive call-in show. You have the questions. We'll have the answers for you, at least point you in the right direction if we don't have the specific answer for you and get you back to uh, fixing that car or finding out what's going on with that car. Holy moly, Kyle is sitting next to me this morning. Good morning, Kyle. Yeah. It is nice outside this morning. Yeah, we made it through the week. Oh my God! Just count them. Just count them down. You yeah. just have to say, "Oh, it's going to be horrible, horrible, horrible." And I'm looking towards that day clear off in the sunset. Yeah, we made it through. So everybody today has pushed that lawn mowing slash car repair slash whatever it is off. This is your day to get outside, especially if you're doing that car repair. So. Get in line, get first in line at the parts store because... Uh, everybody else is. Everybody else is. We got supply chain issues. So uh, I noticed that uh, GM is shutting down their truck plant in Mexico and uh, in uh, Indiana because part shortage. Hmm. I think I read that they had 145 ships backed up in Panama Canal. Can you, really? imagine, can you imagine how many... One, one ship has 5,000 containers. Yeah. Times 142 times your parts ain't coming. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what's on these ships? I mean, there's got to be something that expires. I mean, other than the people, I mean, how long do you just sit out there? <laughs> I don't Just hang know. out for a month just waiting? I, I know we were looking the Already other day. Already ate my lunch, you know, yeah. around 9 o'clock this morning. <laughs> I know there was a sh- kind of shortage around of trailer tires, you know, for campers and things like that, and all of a sudden, boom, now they got thousands of them in, so... Yeah. That's, that's what's waiting on, you know, anywhere from toothbrushes to fidget spinners to tires to you name it, I suppose. I am maybe not fidget spinners I anymore. I need a new fidget spinner. The bearings are going bad in mine. Yeah, you've, you've, you've worn it out. I've noticed that Only the other day. Repack them so many times. <laughs> I'm going to have to go up to an industrial strength. Yeah. I mean, then it's hard to spin it, isn't it? Did you ever see those testing the fidget spinners, to how fast they could go, and that guy put like a... 5,000 shot of nitrous to this fidget spinner. No. Oh, it blows it apart? Yeah, we'll watch the video here. (laughs) Oh, man, it was just the noise that it made was impressive. It sounded like a jet engine and then bow. Yeah, I imagine with with, uh, being 395 or whatever they were, I won't suppose you were using uh, really good bearings. I don't know. 
I mean, this one look it looked pretty nice. I mean, it held up for a while. I mean, kind of like on. sticking them between your fingers and using the air to race the bearings to get all the grease out of them. Yeah, the same thing, only like a lot more. Yeah, <laughs> which is dangerous. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. If they if they look bad, get new ones. So, yep. All right, well, we're just gonna head quick over into the calls. We got a couple calls to get to. We got uh, John's got a 2020 Rav Four Hybrid. John, what's what's going on? Well, uh, guys. Uh, Thanks for taking my call. I listen to you righteously every week. Uh, I've, I bought this new, this hybrid new. I love the heck out of the thing. Mm-hmm. I'd recommend everybody to get one because, I mean, the mileage I save, I don't care if the batteries, I think, will come down someday, maybe. And uh, I, even if it did, I just love it. But the, but the only situation I got is... At about 10,000 miles, I was at a Costco pump, and it wouldn't start. Hit the key, wouldn't go in. I started panicking. I didn't get used to looking at my thinner instrumentation. I just got into a panic. Wouldn't go, wouldn't go. Mm-hmm. I got out of the car, slammed the door, walked around. I opened the hood, just let people know behind me that I, I had something wrong. Slammed the hood, got in it, and started took off down the road. Well, then I got about another 8,000 miles on it. I got stranded in my garage. I was pretty mad then. I called up the dealership. They told me that uh, you got to get it started some way or we can't look at it. And I said, don't you want to see a code or something and look at the thing? And they said, no, you got to get it in here. So I, uh, anyway, it's happened, it's happened like, Every 10,000 miles, they towed it once, and I didn't like it sitting in all-wheel drive, and it's just sliding this car out on, on the pave, on the hard pavement mm-hmm. out of my garage and into, onto this trailer. I always wondered what that could have done. But now I've got 27. It hasn't done it for about, um, oh, probably about 15,000 miles or 12,000 miles. And on the heat of Thursday... Garage door was open, and I got in. I don't think heat has any. No, it could. But I clicked, clicked. But this time I noticed something. It said in the instrumentation center, it says, please, is dinging and buzzing and making all kinds of racket. It's saying, uh, every time I hit the key, it says, put the selector in park. And the red park light was lit. The red light was on there. Mm-hmm. So I tried to wiggle the shifter lever back and forth, get it out of gear, get it back into park, hit the key again, kept doing that and doing that and doing that. Did it for about uh, about 10 or 15 minutes. I got mad, slammed the door, went in and called the dealership. I said, I, they said, yeah, I think you still got a right drive package on it, so we'll talk to you. They were sending me all over the thing. But anyway, the bottom line is I got back in the car. Gonna try it one more time. Hit the key. Start. It went to start right away. It seems. Is there such a thing that that selector has to align anything? Because all it is is a bunch of sensors, probably, that align themselves, and it's just at the uh, outside edge of that point. And when it gets hot, got hot that day, or whatever a condition is. It, did, it didn't affect it by temperature before that day that it was at Costco. I know I write the temperature. I mean, I write down the day of the year that I got the gas to see how the hybrids 
doing at different times of year. And it was like a 60 degree day. So mm. anyway, but it, it did, but it seems like it just shook it enough. I've been lucky. It, it got it to line up. It just started like there was nothing wrong with it. So I called up the dealership and I <laughs> told them, I said, I said, I'm going to put somebody on. You guys seem to can't find the problem. You had a guy just sitting there clicking the switch, wearing my ignition switch out last time. So I says, I'm going to call Mr. McTangle. Don't call him yet. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We don't want you to go on the air and talk and that they, we, that they figured out the problem. And I says, I don't care what you said. I said, let me get this thing fixed. So anyway, what do you have anything that if they start going a certain direction or say we can't find anything to kind of throw them a certain direction? Well, park is not it's not initiated. It's not in park gear. So yeah, for every car there that's out there, and and you know these gremlins, this can happen to just about any car. It just it does, and it has happened to many cars. So when you put that okay. gear shift into uh, park, it's going to a, a gear selector or it's going to a transmission range uh, sensor. Mm -hmm. And that okay. may, may not always... And let's just kind of relate this back to an older car. So when you put it into gear, there was a cable and it had to go to a neutral safety switch. They call it a, a uh, right. transmission range sensor is what they call it mm -hmm. now. If it doesn't know it's in park with all the electronics that's on a car now, it, it won't start. The the right. the difficult part of this is trying to get it to act up at at the dealership or somewhere in order to know for sure that's kind of what it is. A lot of times, you know, we'll have a, people put it in neutral and try to start it that way because it'll start in park and neutral. Um, that's just a kind of a safety device, so you should be able to, to start it in both times. Did, did you try to start? Oh, it? I didn't know that. Did you? Yeah, I was gonna say, did you try to start it in neutral? No, no, okay. I never knew that you started outside of the park. So so what you're trying to do on any kind of car repair is trying to narrow things down. So when a car that comes in right. that won't start, you know, we, we immediately say, okay, I got five or six things right off the top of my head. You know, do I got good battery? Do I got a good starter? Mm -hmm. Do I got this? Do I got that? Do I got this? So you're trying to narrow it down. So the next time it happens, if you put that into neutral and then try starting a car, at least you've narrowed down that the the transmission range sensor if it's bad in the park position probably won't be bad in the neutral uh section of part of it mm -hmm. and okay, then the transmission range sensor well th that's one aspect of it so when you press okay. you press the button right. it goes from that that switch through but that's a, one aspect that could be looked that, that could be looked at at least question is the transmission range sensor yeah, and, and it's it's a uh, you got a push button connector, and then that goes to a module, and that module goes through a relay, goes through the transmission range sensor, and then before in the old days it went from ignition switch to right down to the starter, and then it backed up to the to the transmission, and now since we've got computers to it, it's got a head to the computer, and then the computer sends a start signal down to the starter. So there's a lot of things involved in that. Um, there's probably there used to be one thing involved, and now there's probably eight. So now I just remembered one thing. I wrote in my notes. Um, I, I keep real good track. I change my own oil. I I don't let them go into anything. Uh, one time it didn't start. I went in, went to start it, and the battery was dead. 
Mm-hmm. It ran the battery down to the, that. This was the very first thing, mm-hmm. the very first time you did it. And so the gal, the service advisor says, well, you got to get it started because we can check it. Yeah. So my battery's in the back in the cargo section. So I climbed over the seat. I put a jump pack on it. I got it started, drove it in, charged the battery back up. I said, Jesus, the car was only a few thousand miles. I think you should put a new battery in it. Yeah. Give that to somebody yeah. else. We ran it all the way to nothing, but I figured it wasn't sulfated, so none of ever. So anyway, uh, would that point to anything that it, it was fitting? And it absolutely had no accessories on. Really? When I started it, I looked all over. No Some, dome light, never had a problem being sticking. Something was on. Something was on that ran the battery dead. Either right. A, you had a dead shorted battery, or you, something was on. Um, the fact that you got it charged back up and, and it's been running fine since then leads me to believe that something was on. Uh, whether mm-hmm. you, right. It, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be... Yeah, it doesn't necessarily have to be anything you did. There's so many modules in a, in a car right now that, that could be stuck on and have an issue that it, it's hard to know. So... John, I thought that might point to a direction well, of the whole thing. Yeah, I tell you what, hang on a second, quick second. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll come back and talk some more. Ladies and gentlemen, the Mr. Mechanic Show presents a live in-studio performance from Kobe Teeth. We got Mustangs and Mercedes and minivans packed full of babies. And we got Hummers. Yeah, we do. And fancy Beamers. Uh huh. For guys to make up for little. <laughs> and those electric cars, they sure do sound bizarre. Sounds like a can opener. Mm-hmm. I love these cars. Got El Camino. Uh-huh. Half car, half truck. I know where you're going. The front is where we sit, the back is where we find stuff. Ford Pintos, a POS. Volkswagen Beetles for guys who wear a dress. They ought to wear a dress. And the GPS tells my wife that she's lost. Where am I? It says there's a road here. Mm -hmm. I love these cars. I love my car so much I want to marry it. I love these cars. Gremlin on the side of the road, it puts a big smile on my face. I love these cars. I love these cars. Even if they don't start. Mm-hmm. I love these cars. Y'all drive safe now, you hear? The Mr. Mechanic Show is powered by Buchanan Service Center, 79th and Dodge and 50th and Dodge in Omaha. All right, we are back. Mr. Mechanic Show, 558-1110, numbers to get in. We're going to brief back up with uh, John just a little bit. So, John, there's, you've, got, you've got an electrical problem with it or electrical connection. Um, the first thing I probably would try to do first of all this car is too new to have really anything out there we did check some tsbs which are technical service bulletins i don't see anything with that 
Um, okay. I, I would try to, you know, if it doesn't put it in park and try to start, you know, I would try to wiggle. If it was me, I would try to wiggle that gear shift with your right hand while you're pushing on the, with your uh, the start button with the left and see if that doesn't do anything. Put it into neutral, see if it starts. The, the, the two things that you mentioned here was you got out, slammed the door, came back, and it started. I heard you say that a couple right. of times. So yeah. there's possibility that slamming the door is is making a yeah is is making a is making a connection. So right. Also, exactly. if you have a, a brake light switch, so when you step on the brakes, that's the key that your foot's on the brake for the car to start. So if right. you, if your okay. brake if your brake light switch isn't working or it's intermittent not working. That'd be the first thing I would do. Kyle, I were we're talking. You know, if you step on the brakes and you don't have brake lights in the back, well, you're so, a go no go for launch. Yeah, you're yeah you're you're no go for launch there. So you don't yeah, it doesn't think you have your foot on the brake, so it's not going to start. So yeah, they when they made this vehicle, they said that they had to wait a little while because they wanted to put it where I touched the brake and it double blinked to give it a safety item, and they reprogrammed something in the car. And then they gave it back to me about two weeks after that is when this problem started. I yep. don't know if that has a relationship to it. Yep, sure could. So the first, And then that's yeah. the next thing I would do. So I have uh, seen some other things on certain cars that, uh, like, now they have what they call over-the-air updates. And I've uh, <laughs> seen some people, some reading that I've done, and their car works just fine. Not your car, but a different car's. They do over-the-air updates, and all of a sudden everything's working fine. They update everything to put new stuff in, and now all of a sudden the radios won't work, the hongs, the horns honking, all sorts of craps going on. So, yeah, it, it's well, see, here's the deal. I'm going in on Tuesday. They're going to look at it, and I, I and if they say well, we couldn't find anything, and they push me out the door, I wondered what you guys would do if they gave you that kind of answer. I mean, would you tell them to look at this or look at that? Or just say fine and go home again. And twenty five hundred miles, I don't have a warning. Well, unfortunately, with some of these cars nowadays, that's kind of what you have to do because it's tough with all the electronics on it. It doesn't always set a code to be able to say to point you in that direction. And there's too many possibilities for it to just start replacing parts. I will say that a lot of times. What hinges a repair like this is the smallest little detail that you can give them. So it right. slamming the door, for example, uh, and that everything come on there. So maybe you got some ground wires over on that uh, B pillar or that A pillar on the left hand side that maybe one's loose and that's what's causing the issue. Uh, okay. Not all the time when you do updates, uh, maybe there's another update to the update. And sometimes you have to, it doesn't always take everything. Sometimes when, okay. when we will update a car, we'll go through and make sure every different everything that, that got updated got updated. And sometimes it'll go three quarters of the way through and, and shut down and not go through. Just kinda like your home computer, your laptop will do. Right. You know, okay. so is there any way to update the whole vehicle again, take it out and put it I, back in? I would I would ask them that question. You might want to maybe they could run another update to it and uh, maybe there was something that just got a glitch. That's kind of what I think it is. I think it's you got an electronic glitch in it. And 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 I feel for them. It's it's because we go through the same thing. It, it's sometimes just it's frustrating for you. It's frustrating for them. They want to fix it too, but it's tough to you take an educated guess for five hundred dollars and where you at, you know, down the line, and it didn't fix it. So you just gotta 
<clears throat> yeah, you just. So and that's keep, what I told him. I said, I don't want to get 2,500 miles down the road, and it's going to cost me $500 to somebody to give me a, another guess and start paying $500 out each time. Yeah, I know. know. You can help me. Yeah, right? no, I feel for you. But that's. There's not one thing that I would probably go do and tell them other than just keep detailed records of what you've done to try to get it started, and that will help them try to repair it. So I do have that. So. Yeah. Keep us updated, John. Let me know. Appreciate you calling. Frank, we're going to head over to Frank. Frank's got an old Ford Durango. Frank, what can we help with today? Hey, uh, the, the last couple times it rained, uh, this Durango just goes dead. Uh, completely drained the battery the first two times. Now, last night it, rain, it rained again last night, and uh, now it won't start, but at least I got battery this time. Okay. Uh, the first time it did it, uh, a few weeks ago, uh, trying to start it, uh, nothing completely dead, not even a dash light. I turned the key off and got out, uh, was going to open the hood, open the hood up, and relays just started going nuts. Okay. So Clicking and clacking. So that what, what that's telling me is that you've got a uh, voltage issue. Voltage low. issue. Anytime, any Chrysler product, I don't care what it is, what they get on the positive battery cable is um, kind of arcing between the cable and the and the and the stud on on the battery. They turn black. They turn black. It's it's called it's just electrical arcing is what it is. It may look great on the outside, look all nice and you know no corrosion. What you're thinking is corrosion. You got to pull the cables off, and you got to get something on the inside of the cable, and you've got to clean it down till it's nice shiny lead, and then you got to do the same thing with the with the positive battery post and you do the same thing with the negative inside and out and that'll solve a lot of problems with with chrysler products they do a lot of arcing that, that goes through the positive battery post the rain the rain just has to be with moisture moisture i, I can't and that would electricity loves it yep yep so it's heading to the the first ground it can find and that's not through your cable now if you have a problem with a Dodge Durango that cranks and won't start and it's ra- after it's rained, then I would probably look at a set of plug wires or a coil mm-hmm. because they're very – what Kyle just said is that electricity goes to the easiest path of ground and that spark will head straight to ground before it goes through that wire. Very common. Okay. Very, common so, very common for <laughs> coils on that car. Um, the, the first two times I did it, I had to wait a day. Uh, dried out, and then started up and runs fine. And but then it rained again last night, and now I got another <laughs> issue with it. Okay. And 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 the and, and the last three times it rained now, now I got water on the inside on the floor. Hmm. Okay. So you got maybe a you got windshield uh, seal or something. W- yep. You got a rusty windshield or not a rusty windshield, but the the metal shell. around, yeah, the shell. So you could have something that's leaking inside, or you've got so much debris in the uh, HVAC drain. Yep. Or cowl drain. The, the cowl drain is not draining, so you're pushing water up inside, and it's coming over top and hitting electronics. 
So yeah, if it's starting to rain, you can duplicate this with a hose. We ain't got to wait till it rains. Just set a lawn sprinkler on the hood and and let it yeah let it go sit in and there then, and let her run. Yep, sit and let it run, and then crawl inside the car and see what water where it's going. Ford pickup. Yeah, I, Ford. I, I've been trying to figure out where it's where it's coming in at, and yeah. I, I just cannot find a spot. Well, get your and, get your hose out, and get I'll, your sprinkler, and get a mm-hmm. towel, set it on the hood, and let it sprinkle and crawl in, inside the car, and you'll find out where it's leaking. Yeah, you can pull the inner fenders off, and I bet you'll find a bunch of leaves. Dodge yep. wasn't really good for making good drains on any of their cars. That's why most of the Durangos and Dodge Dakotas and trucks, we the bottoms a, of them are rotted away. Yeah, we had a Ford tow truck one time that when it rained, it would rain, uh, rain down right onto the fuse box. The mm-hmm. next thing you know, the thing wouldn't start. So I bet you that's yeah. kind of where your problem's at. Uh, Frank, I got we got to head for a hard break. Uh, check that out. Let us know. I'd be interested. All right. 558-1110 is the numbers to get in. We'll be back in a minute. All right. We are back on the Mr. Mechanic Show. We're going to head straight over to the calls, which is Mike. Mike's been waiting patiently. Mike, what's going on today? Oh, hi, guys. Uh, my son-in-law has a 2012 GMC Acadia with a 3.6. He recently um, pulled the engine out and replaced all the timing chains and gears and all that, you know, that went bad and or got, you know, worn out. Mm-hmm. Put it back together, and now he's got nothing on, no electricity, no nothing on the dash. The key's stuck in the switch, which must have something to do with electrical. You can't get yep. it out of park. Uh, we probed the, well, what's it, the, I would say, the positive cable up to the firewall, but then there's absolutely nothing under the hood. No, no indication of any um, voltage there. Well, the box, the main, I'd call it the main fuse box up on the right fender, nothing there. Each Do you the ground wire back up? Well, that... He said there's like three different ground wires. He checked them all three different times. There's one big one that goes to the bell housing. Pardon me? So, yeah, there's one big one that goes down to the bell housing. So my first question is, did did he do all this timing chain repair in the car, or did he drop the subframe down and do it? Well, actually, he uh, did it the hard way. pulled the front end of the car off and pulled it out the front, which, you Mm. know, Looked like it went pretty good, but it was about as hard as he could do. But yeah. anyway, well, it's pretty handy, all that. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, we're just trying to find out if if you did it in the car, then a lot yeah. of these cables probably wouldn't be unplugged. Yeah. But, but if you're taking yeah. it. Something the, isn't hooked up here. Something, some yeah. You don't have power. You don't have ground. Something major is not hooked back where up. Does the, where does that, like that main 12-volt, cable that comes off the battery where does that go once it goes through the firewall does that go to the starter mm, just a second here. yeah we're gonna have to pull a wire we're gonna pull a wiring diagram back uh, up to kind of take yeah. a look at that but you should have it's not gonna go it's gonna go straight to the start it's gonna either go to, it's a, fuse, go to a fuse panel yeah it's gonna go to a fuse panel go. before it heads over to oh. the to the starter so from your battery i mean you're going into your underhood fuse block, one lead to your starter. You're going up to the generator through a 200 amp fuse. Um, My guess is you don't have one. When you took the cables off of that fuse box, which I can look at here and see that mm-hmm. there's about 10 things hooked to that, 
Uh, you uh-huh. probably got one wire that's not powering up a whole bunch of stuff. That's why the key doesn't yeah, go anywhere. I to say, nothing. Yep. Nothing in the cab, cabin, no lights, no, yep. no yep. door so locks. So you got no. one red wire that goes over to that fuse block. It's going to be pretty heavy, and I mean... And then, then you've got I a thought. whole bank of 50 and 25 amp fuses. Do you got power to those, those big fuses in there? Uh, you mean under the hood? Yeah. yeah. Nothing yep. under the hood. Absolutely nothing. So you yeah. can't take a test light and hook power to that? No. Well, I got a good meter, a good fluke meter, and we can't get, I can't get any power anywhere under the hood. So at the starter, anywhere. Okay. So and, we'll, and your battery's in good shape. You, you know that for you a know fact. You know that for a fact. Yep. New okay. battery. So there's uh, only one line yep. from that battery to that fuse panel. And then off of that fuse panel, because I'm staring at the at the wiring diagram, is uh, it, it goes. There's a big it, lug right on the side of the fuse panel. Uh, and then there's a, a big ground right yep. on the kind of the firewall. It says ground like a big, almost looks like an oil drain plug, start, but you know. Start pulling on wires. And, Start pulling on wires yep. until you pull one up that doesn't, that's just hasn't been hooked up mm-hmm. because there's only. Th- okay, yeah, because we probed the, the main cable up to the fireball, firewall and it's got 12 volt, well, over 12 volts there. But once we get under the hood, could there, is there fusible links in there somewhere? That- no, nope. no fusible links anymore. Fuses. You, okay. I didn't again, know you've, got a, you've got a main cable. You've got a yeah. main cable that's okay. not that's not firing up. It's not firing off off about what twelve, about ten or twelve legs of that. Oh that's no, wire. that's just okay. there's. We go down to A. Well, yeah, yeah, but you, even you more, like fifty, sixty circuits here. Yeah, but, your first ten fire up all the rest. Mm-hmm. So okay, it, it's probably not in that. Uh, there's in the kick panel on the passenger side. There's a fuse panel there but let's worry about under there. the hood first you Underneath said you have no yeah. power under the hood Underneath. worry about your hood before you worry about inside because odds are okay. what's inside gets its power from outside okay all right well i you know i'm too old to get in there and crawl around and do all that and some of this i'm taking on his word he's pretty handy don't get me hmm. wrong it's just he's hit a dead end and and i'm just trying to Something that you know. I thought I told him check everything, check all the grounds. He claims swears he mm-hmm. checked all the grounds, so there's something else probably not plugged in or come loose or something. I guess. Okay. Well, thanks yeah. a lot, guys. Then, I appreciate. Yeah, and and, and here's just a, a food for thought and what we'll do at times if we're depending on how long how long did it take him to do this repair? Uh, about a week and a half. He's okay. pretty. That's what I thought you were going to say. So here's what we do, and uh, if you're not if you're not going to come back to it the right away, we won't do this if we're doing it right away. But if you're going to come back to it a week or two later, we grab your phone out and you start snapping pictures. That way you have a, a reference of mm-hmm. what you did and what you didn't do when you have to go back to it a week or two later. It's it's yep. it doesn't mean that you don't know what you're doing. It just it's just easy insurance for that stupid problem that came along. Yeah, I that's used to do that on tractors, and they're not mirrors. Yep. There must be three miles of wiring in that car. I don't know. Uh, one other thing: if he does have to tow it, how do you get it out of gear? You have to pull the the selector off transmission and manually get it out of park. Yeah, that's that's the easiest way to do it. You're already underneath the hood. Pop the uh, cable off the. Knock it into neutral, sure. Yeah. Otherwise, there's an interlock button in there. Yeah. It'll be like a little window up by your shifter somewhere. I'm sure if you um, go to YouTube and type in how to get this car out of gear, there's going to be a million of them that tow truck drivers have put on there. Yeah, there's always a way to get it out. There had to be a way. Yeah, there is. 
He don't want to give up to that yet. We're just thinking about it. So, all right. Well, I won't take any more of your time, but thank you very much. You bet. Appreciate the call. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right. We're going to take a quick break on the Mr. Mechanic Show. We'll be back in a minute. The Mr. Mechanic Show is brought to you by Buchanan Service Center. Call to schedule your appointment today at 402-393-2722. We are back on the Mr. Mechanic Show. We are Buchanan Service Centers, 50th and Dodge, 80th and Dodge, and guaranteed brakes, 49th Avenue and Dodge. We've fixed brakes right the first time. So stop in and see us. A lot of electrical problems today, Kyle. Yeah. You know, and those are, and the only thing about electrical problems is you just have to be patient with them. You'll find out what it is. You just have to look at everything. Um, there are something, electrical problems can be just frustrating as heck. Kyle knows that because he does a lot of it. And you yeah. got to be patient with it. And every, there are some repairs that we have done, like I mentioned to the first callers, that the little things, you know, say my car won't start. Well, that's a that's a kind of a broad statement, but as you unpack all that won't start, it gets down to the little things that mm -hmm. may cause a problem. You know, maybe the the Rav Four was slamming the door. Or I bet you it has some sort of you know. It's just kind of odd that that would all of a sudden make it start. So that little thing there can lead you to something else, which leads you to something else that there's the problem and it's usually something sometimes it works out really good other times you just snowball down the wrong side of the hill you do you and do but it, it it's all just just that little last job. yeah last little thing that you you give the the technician or the mechanic that little piece of information you'd think that maybe is not very you know important is significant because it's just it's just a process of elimination down the down the road so we had a, a in the mailbag last week. We had uh, somebody write in that uh, we were talking to, and I think it was uh, Kathleen wrote us a letter, and uh, we were helping Pam out with a Ford Fiesta with a transmission problem, and and she had quite a, a lengthy problem, and uh, we did, and I didn't realize this right off the top of my head, but I answered some of Pam's question off the air because she had some questions, and we want to, I want to make sure she get all to it, and we were running short on time and callers, so. What we did, kind of just to finish that up, what we did was um, that Ford Festiva was at the dealership, mm -hmm. and they were trying to diagnose it, and they were trying to get parts for it. And I think at that particular problem, they were trying to maybe charge her for it. And, and Ford knows it's it's not the dealership's problem that they have to deal with it because it's a Ford product. But Ford itself knows that they've got problems with these transmissions and, and the transmission control modules and with the supply chain issues that are out there with everybody has a, a, a deal that's hard to get a hold of these modules. They really are. Mm -hmm. So that if it's the first time that's happened, a lot of times Ford's covering that and there shouldn't be any charge to them. I don't know what subsequent you know, failures are. I do know that I had just last week had a customer call me that um, they had this same exact work done and it's about a year later and the car's back at the dealership with the same exact problem so all the technicians did their job correctly and they got the part replaced and and everything was fine and it went for an entire year well more than likely it's going to be back again because it's a it's a chronic problem with those cars it's yeah it's a just not just the fiesta either but they put that transmission in a, a lot, lot of cars and uh you know, it's well documented. They've got, you know, ongoing lawsuits against it. That's it was just a, a vehicle that 
they didn't have figured out before they put it in a car and sold it. And that's not the first car. Not the first time that's happened. (laughs) No, they kind of, they have certain, certain things and, and, you know, they'll call them on certain things. They have kind of like running recalls, which is a, a running recall is a recall for problems that a car has. But if you own that car and never have that problem, then you don't ever really get it addressed. But somebody might. And if it does, they address it. And if they don't, they don't address it. So, Kathleen, I hope that answered your question. You know, we're sorry to do that. But uh, we're still working with Pam. And and Pam, let us know what you, if you're listening, let us know what what happens with this Ford Fiesta. We want to know when everything gets resolved. So just trying to help everybody out. So. All right, Kyle, that's the end of another week. We made it. Yep, we made it. A lot of electrical calls. So call us again next week, 558-1110 is the phone numbers to get in. I'm Bob. Kyle. We'll see you next week. It's time to take care of yourself and enjoy life again. CBD American Shaman has a full line of hemp-derived products to help you experience the fullness of life. Whether it's a better night's sleep, relief from worries and tension, or just having fun, Consultants at CBD American Shaman will guide you on your journey. Visit findcbdnow.com for a location near you. Findcbdnow.com. CBD American Shaman. Life is better with the feather.